ladies and gentlemen, stop that from ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes. And yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> memorial, prayer, prayer, devotional, memorial family and evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible. <coughs> Episode number 577, and my son Daniel Ezekiel told me that this is the uh, 770, and the dead combined service. 773 now, I think, because he told me two days ago it was 771. I believe that's correct. Where I simply read the Holy Bible, the Word of God, thus saith the Lord, in the King James Version each day in chronological order this unique standpoint, this unique viewpoint and this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story a single true story a non-fiction story all the way through and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 6 verses 21 through 30. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven Hallowed be your name. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we pray and we praise you and we thank you for your mercy, your love, and your grace. 
your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, uh, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I thank you for hearing and answering a special prayer today. And thank you for the miracle that you have performed in that. And we give you the glory, all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. And we thank you for the people that allowed you to touch their hearts to do such a thing. Which is unheard of in this day and time. And so, Holy Father God, we uh, individually, hopefully collectively, Lord, confess our sins as Christians, as believers in Christ. Uh, For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that you would crush and crucify our uh, wicked flesh within us afresh and anew, empty us of ourselves, help us to die to self daily, fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, at the same time, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the, and that includes the Lord, people who are in the church. I thank you so much, Lord, for allowing me to finish a rather long message last night to end up the Father's Day series, because really the whole series for Father's Day and Mother's Day was about church folks not being saved, not being born again, and that's why we have so much hellaciousness in the homes broken homes, divorces, uh, adultery, and everything else because somebody is not saved. And so, Lord, I pray for the salvation of the lost in the church and outside of the church. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of my own wife, Marika White, and other people in our family who are religious but lost before they die and go to hell. 
We pray for the irreligious as well, people who have never been to a church, never thought about it. Open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears and save their souls. But sad to say, Lord, I believe that the people who are in most danger are people in the church and in so-called Christian families. So, Lord, open their blinded eyes as well, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls, and help them to believe in you, to be saved in a very real sense, and to tell the truth about it. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias uh, out of my wife's life and out of the lives of other people in my family who have that problem and out of the lives of people in the church everywhere who have that spirit. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Please rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, and Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias from uh, our family and from this ministry and from this work. And Lord, I do pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning around the world and in our communities and in this country, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. Holy Father God, receive all glory to yourself. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you can get any glory out of anything we do, Lord, please uh, do so because we're not worthy to even give you glory, as you know. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> now you know you have some green tea in your cabinet. You may just have one or two left. It's all right. Get that and get yourself some stevia or some honey. No sugar. Or some maple syrup and go to town with me. I'm not going to quote unquote spill the tea. I'm just going to drink it. And I think, I believe that uh, it was C.S. Lewis. Uh, who said uh, one of his favorite things to do was to have some tea and to sit down and read a good book. <clears throat> Something to that effect. My children can quote it for you. But there is something special about, uh, I prefer green tea, there's something special about it. It's one of the most enjoyable things.
that one can do outside of reading the Word of God. You say, well, where, do you, where did you get this drinking tea and drinking coffee while you read the Bible and so forth? From my sweet evangelical brethren. <laughs> yeah, they taught me that. Yeah, yeah. And they also taught me that you can have a Danish as well. I don't do that too much now. Anyway, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 21 to 30. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy, <clears throat> the Holy Bible. At Proverbs chapter 6, verses 21 through 30. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids, for by means of a whorish woman a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her, shall not be innocent. Men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. And we're going to stop it at that point. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that portion of your holy word. And have it to find a lodging place in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. And help us to meditate on it, help us to understand it, help us to apply it to our lives and help us to share it with others. And Holy Father God, I pray that 
you would help us to preach your holy word, proclaim your holy gospel for the salvation of the lost and for the revival of the saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members who have been with me now over 770 days in this devotional service, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Hatton Spurgeon's Treasury of David. Uh, this is episode number 154. We're at Psalm 17:4, concerning the works of men. By the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Concerning the works of men. While we are in the midst of men, we shall have their works thrust under our notice. And we shall be compelled to keep a corner of our diary headed concerning the works of men. To be quite clear from the dead works of carnal humanity is the devout desire of souls who are quickened by the Holy Spirit of God. By the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. He had kept the highway of scripture, holy scripture, and not chosen the bypaths of malice. We should soon imitate the example of the worst of men if the grace of God did not use the word of God as the great preservative from evil, go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. The paths of the destroyer have often tempted us. We have been prompted to become destroyers too. My, my, my. When we have been sorely provoked and resentment has grown warm deep down on the inside, but we have remembered the example of our Lord who would not call fire from heaven upon his enemies, but meekly prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. All the ways of sin are the paths of Satan.
the Apollyon or Baden, both of which words signify the destroyer. Foolish indeed are those who give their hearts to the old murderer, because for the time he panders to their evil desires, that heavenly book which lies neglected on many a shelf is the only guide for those who would avoid the enticing and entangling mazes of sin, and it is the best means of preserving the youthful pilgrim from ever treading those dangerous ways. We must follow the one or the other, the book of life or the way of death, the word of the Holy Spirit or the suggestion of the evil spirit. David could urge as the proof of his sincerity that he had no part or lot with the ungodly, amen, in their ruinous ways. How can we venture to plead our cause with God unless we also can wash our hands clean of all connection with the enemies of the great king. Go ahead, Spurgeon, and glory be to God, shall we pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word and for your servant. Uh, He being dead, yet speaketh. What a blessing, as always, help us never to forget this time together around your holy word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. All right, we're going to commence now. Three days in the family verses, what I have dubbed the family verses. In our family segment of this devotional service. Pardon me. A passage of Holy Scripture that I read with my wife and children since the beginning of the marriage and as the children were coming in. I read it because my wife particularly and everybody in the family needed to be reminded of what God had commanded all of us to do in the family. And I believe with all of my heart by doing so, that's one of the main reasons why our family stayed together. When, humanly speaking, it should not have. And after 34 years of marriage, my wife is still here serving. And uh, all of my children are grown. My second to last child will be graduating this year from college. And my last child, Danielle, is well on her way. And so, uh, eventually here, we'll have seven graduates, college graduates, uh, not too long from now. 
And so we thank the Lord for that. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 32. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. And you know what Jesus Christ said about that, let not man uh, put it asunder. Okay? See, the beauty of marriage is that you become one flesh. And you can try to break it apart if you want to. You're going to be one miserable puppy. You do what you want. Oh, you can act like you're so happy you got somebody else now and all of that. But that bond will never be broken. You'll be, you'll be better off going back to the one you left. <clears throat> that, that's from God's standpoint, man. It's not about the American way. I don't care anything about the American way. And if you are a Christian, you shouldn't care about that either. Two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. Jesus Christ is the groom, the husband, if you will, of the church. Is there any talk of divorce? from Jesus any talk of divorce in this in this bond between Jesus and the church I have not heard of any have you I have never thought of that Jesus is not thinking like that once you get saved you're saved if you're truly born again you're born again and there's no mention of divorce. There's no thought of divorce. But, but, but our marriages are supposed to be a picture of the marriage between Jesus and the church. And everybody in the church is divorcing and contemplating divorce and divorcing. You know, a few years ago, a lot of folks don't understand why I did this. And I didn't try to tell everybody. 
a wonderful lady that I have grown to love and respect, Lisa Turquist or something like that. They, she was married to a man and they had a beautiful uh, family, I mean extraordinarily beautiful family. Her husband owned some Chick-fil-A's and all of that, and you know, they had it going on. And she's the uh, president of Proverbs 31 Ministries. And so she came out a few years ago saying, I'm going to divorce my husband. I rebuked her publicly and basically told her she's not going to do anything like that. And encourage, and, 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 and I'm sure others, but I encouraged her publicly to stay with her husband, forgive her husband, and go on. And, they, and she did that. She stayed with her husband, and whatever kind of mess he was doing, he continued. And she stayed with her husband and, and, they, and renewed vows and everything. She did her part, and later on, found out he was a serial. Adulterer, he can't. So he, uh, she had already forgiven him of the mess he had already done. And uh, some years later, five years later, I think, they, I think they are going through a divorce now. But I told her that publicly because I basically said you cannot be the president of Proverbs thirty-one woman and you're divorcing your husband because she didn't go into any details, and that's all right. But I did that because there was already a spirit of putting down men and, and, and divorcing husbands afoot. This was before the plague, the coronavirus plague. It, it, it somewhat died down in the plague in, in some sense. In another sense, it got worse. Big name preachers and their wives were divorcing. And you, you know, God just spoke to my heart. You want to try to stop that. Uh, you know, you hear you have the Proverbs 31 woman getting a divorce. And, and, and now, if she's going to continue with it, which she has the right to do so, at this point... But uh, back then, we just didn't need that, particularly from a leading woman like that. And I, I started to see, not, not in my family, and not with my wife, but I started to see, my wife does not even know this woman, I don't think, uh, but I started to see some other leaders looking like they leaning towards divorcing their husbands too. Because, see, there's a demonic spirit that has arisen in this country and in the church. In some women, that is, is really interesting. Uh, and I know it's demonic, and, and, the, and these are good women. Women who are trying to serve the Lord. But they, they have something, somebody, somewhere, I don't know... <laughs> Where it, quite, where it comes from, but somebody's got a demonic uh, spirit going on in them where they want women to divorce their husband and leave their husband, and we don't need a man. 
and we'll be the preachers and we'll be the pastors and all of this. This was a foot before. It has died down a lot. Thank God, because God put it down. That's the last thing on earth we need. Men don't need it, should not want it. The children don't need it. Women in general don't need that. This militant, ferocious, uh, I am woman, hear me, raw spirit. We, you, you don't need that. We don't need that in the church. We don't need that in our family. But it's a, it was a foot. And it's trying to gain traction again. Now, I don't believe Lisa Turkus, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name. I don't know what kind of name that is. It must be some Viking name. They must be from Norway or somewhere. I don't know. I never heard of that name before. But I like her. I like her. In fact, I love her. I love her spirit. She did She did what I would not. Every beat was public. It was taken up and ran all over the world. And she, she humbled herself. And she did what she could to save her marriage. Now I hope that it was just between them. They had adopted some black boys. Which I thought was magnificent. I, I do want to say everybody. When you do stuff like this. You need to be careful. I I, I, I I hope that that was not added stress uh, to the marriage and family. You know, that's what I, because I, 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 I'm just hoping that deep down, you know, it was something that she wanted to do and he did not want to do that and have black boys raised around his white daughters and so forth. Uh... I'm black. I'm Danny B. You know, I I, I had I never had any interest in adopting any boys. Uh, in, <laughs> no boys raised around my daughters. Period, except for their brothers, and I watched them. That's right. Yeah, because I'm not Mr. Dugger. Because. Uh, 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 you, if anything like that ever happened, buddy, that just be, we would have a serious problem. And all I know is, I think one of his daughters married a black boy. I don't know if it was one of the brothers or not. I don't know. That right there would have upset me. Huh? No, no, no. If I adopted you, y'all are brothers and sisters. No marriage. Now, I, 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 I hope to God that didn't happen. I, I just don't believe that they would allow that to happen. But humanly speaking, it could. So all, all I'm saying is I hope, I hope that having the black sons didn't push him over the edge and it was a mama thing. And I hope to God that the black boy who married his daughter was outside of that bond, that marriage, the family bond. I, ho I hope that he was not one of the stepchildren. That's just me. Uh, I, 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 I'm black. And if I had adopted two black boys, and one of them 
just because they were not related to my daughter, wanted to marry one of my daughters, that would have sent me over somewhere. <laughs> sent me over the edge. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I know all I know is a beautiful marriage, beautiful couple, beautiful marriage, beautiful. And the adopted boys, Christian boys, good. It seemed like they had a good attitude, and it just messed up. So I don't know, but I do know there are some wives who will get a notion and say, I want to adopt some children from a foreign country. And the husband really don't want to do that because I have enough children right here and I can barely take care of them. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> it reminds me of my daughter, Danita. Always uh, had a missionary heart and, and all my children have. And we would go downtown Dallas or someplace and they would see the homeless people. And they would all pull on my leg and say, Daddy, Papa, Papa, can we uh, give them some money? <laughs> and uh, can we, uh, I, 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 I want to give them a track, but I want to give them some money too so that they can eat. And I had to tell them, I said, well, that's a good idea, you know, but I, I, I have to get some money for us to eat. <laughs> I'm trying to feed y'all, so let's not worry about them. They'll, they'll be all right. <laughs> and every now and then we would give them a dollar or two or something like that. But um, I did tell my children, okay, that's wonderful. But uh, uh, we have to eat too. And so I hope that didn't send them over the edge. And I hope that was not the center of the problem with the marriage and all of that. Uh, but whatever the case, that's why I said that. That's why I did that publicly. Because it was a Vashti kind of a thing. And she's the head of Proverbs 31. Well, every man in the world wants a Proverbs 31 wife. Everybody. And, and I basically say, you can't do that and be the head of Proverbs 31. You divorce. You have to resign. It's like a, a man who's the head of Faithful Men uh, 31. And he divorces his wife and marries somebody else. Uh, or divorces his wife, period. Well, you got to get, you got to, we're going to sit you down. I, as a man, I'm telling you, you need to sit down, sir. You, you're not... You're not representing faithful men 31. Sit down somewhere. Well, I mean, what happened to your marriage? Well, she did this, that, this, and that. Okay, whatever. Y'all, you need to sit down. You can't be faithful 31 president. No, like most of us in the evangelical circles. We're going to be more lenient on the women. After what she's been through, evidently, based upon what she said. Uh, we're going to let her stay Proverbs 31 woman, I guess. President. Now, I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, until we find out what's really going on here. And maybe if we never find out, you, you might need to let somebody else take over uh, Proverbs 
31, back in those days, I, I, I suggested uh, Dr. Lois Evans. Because she has already done the doggone thing. Okay? And was, and, and was still looking good. And they all raised up children. They all were serving God. In their own ministries. Not just in the, still in the church. Had their own ministries. Uh, but she, she's not here. I said, I don't know. I don't know if anybody. So you just stay in place, Lisa. Because uh, I don't know of anybody else. Uh, I don't. Back then it was easy. <laughs> but Sister Lois Evans is in heaven. She missed the plague and everything. I, I, I wish I had gone with her. <laughs> yes, sir. So that was a good thing. But uh, that's the reason why I brought that up. Because if, he, if she was a man, you got to go. You can't be the head of the faithful man, faithful man 31, chapter 31. Ah, uh-huh. and you divorce your wife? What, what, whatever, I mean, whatever, you say what now, whatever. It, it, it all adds up to divorced. And we don't do that as Christians. And I'm more lenient on Lisa now because she did what I told her to do. And she did the doggone thing and stayed with the man and, and, and remarried him and everything. It was a beautiful thing. So, I don't know. But I do know that the last thing we need is an exodus of wives from their husbands in the Christian church, which was a, was a, a foot before before that started happening, and, and and divorcing their husbands and, and I am women, hear me roar. I am ferocious. We don't need and and you know why I said it for your own good because see contrary to what you're talking about, honey child, you need a man. Unless you call to be celibate and not lesbian, okay? Because that's that's today. There's a spirit of lesbianism in the church. One of my great, uh, one of my my uh, woman that I have grown to respect, Rory, I think her name is, a great reporter who has reported and brought down some great ones, some great men. She, her, 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 her foot almost slipped, and she was almost gone. Getting, getting emotionally tied up with a woman. Pardon me. There's a spirit of lesbianism in the church. There's a spirit of homosexuality in the church. In this day and time, I, I, I suggest you pastors. With all of these men-only services, you get rid of that. Because you're going to attract some devils in your church. And, and most men today don't need all of that. No. And I think you ought to go back to the old church and bring everybody into the auditorium and you make parents train their children at home or stay home with their children if they can't control them. I was in a place recently, public place, 
and uh, family came in. The father looked at me. I wondered why he looked at me. And uh, the wife came in. She was just oblivious. How many of you know some women become, they get into a store and they just become oblivious. They don't see anybody. They have tunnel vision on what they want and they don't give a flip about anybody else. She just lost it. They had three or four children. He was carrying one, I think. And it was like off to the races. These children running around the store. Run, run, and see, and in this day and time, you don't want people, children coming up to you to my high and all that. Uh-uh. No. First of all, I'm not here to shop for children. God has blessed me with many children. Uh, I know all about it. But running wild in the place. Well, you got to stop and pause and make sure they don't bump into you. And you got to look at you got you know <laughs> just just out of control. And, uh, and 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 so people in the church need to raise their children so that their children are not out of control. Okay, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. Why is there so much divorce among God's people and talk of divorce when Jesus does not, we don't even, uh, I've been saved for 42 years, I've never even thought about divorcing from Jesus and I know Jesus never thought about divorcing me. That's, we, we don't sense that. We don't feel that. We don't worry about that. He may have to rebuke me and chastise me and take away my privileges and my blessings to get my attention, and he will do that. But there's no talk of divorce. And so... Loving your wife, sir, is a commandment. It's not um, something you can just flip out about and not do it. And God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit on the inside of you will push that out of you. it's, It's the Holy Ghost of God that gives you that grace to have the love of God in your heart towards your wife agape love unconditional love this is not phony love this is not fake love and there are some other loves and you need to have some of that too eros love have a whole lot of that right there family love have a whole lot of that that's all all of that love come from god is 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 but but the agape love the unconditional love is what jesus is talking about what the bible is talking about in this passage Make no mistake about it, because you need that kind of love, along with the other loves. There's nothing wrong with the other loves, but the main love you got to have to stay together is God's agape love. Let no man put asunder. Now you can try it if you want to, you will be one miserable puppy for the rest of your natural born days. And yeah. And you, you, you won't tell me otherwise. You can't tell me otherwise.
I won't believe you. You're asking for all kinds of troubles. See, let me just leave this with you. When you don't do things God's way in Jesus, with the help of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, it doesn't work. That's all. Well, what about this? What about the American way? What about Dr. Do-Nothing? I can care less. You don't do it God's way, it's not going to work. And I don't like doing stuff that does not work. All right, I'm going to leave it at that for tonight. Let's pray for other families. Even if your family is jacked up, pray for other people's families. The best thing, let me tell you something, the best thing you can do in family life is pray. And read the Bible. Shut up and pray. We need to hear from God. We don't need to hear from you all of the time. Be quiet and pray. And I wish for every marriage and every family for it to be quiet and peaceful. It's all right to have some noise every now and then. But for the most part, to be quiet and peaceful. And I pray that for your family. Let's pray for all families, and for others. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all families that do not know you as Savior. We pray for their salvation. We pray, Lord, For all people who are in families where they claim to be saved, we pray that you would revive them again and help them all uh, to go to your holy scriptures and do what you have told them to do regarding married life after salvation, no doubt the most important part of life, married life and family life. For, Lord, we have learned that most people really can't function that well in their other jobs in life when their family life is jacked up and their married life is jacked up and falling apart. And so, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who are grieving and mourning due to the coronavirus plague. And we pray not only for the millions, but Lord, we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Minnesota resident Kim Hanitz. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Indrit Drit Kraniki. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident 
Monsadia. We pray for Monsadia Pakarami. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Mondi Prunkaj. And we pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Von Alice Holden. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And Holy Father God, we also pray for Marie Grace. We pray for all of the prayer requests that have come in. We pray for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Some are still living. Some are dead. We pray for their family members who have been left behind. And we still pray for salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, and provision. Blessings upon them all. Danielle, please uh, include Pastor Bushibi. Uh, he sent in another prayer request. And then we got a... A weird prayer request in, uh, not, not a weird prayer request, but a weird question. So please check that out and find out what's going on there. And Pastor Bushibi, uh, that's, he's a humble man and he calls himself Bushibi. But he's, uh, he's a pastor, so let's make sure we put a handle on his name, Danielle. And we pray, Lord, now for Marie Grace. Please place the strongest protection over her house and property. Deliver her from the gangs and give her new life. <clears throat> we pray for George. Please enable him to devote his life to knowing you and concentrating on spiritual matters. Enable him to complete all tasks in his workplace so that so the auditor will be satisfied for his wife to realize that he loves her and obey and honor him. We pray for Pastor Bashibi. Please heal Timothy from problems with his prostate. I see you got that, Danielle. That's good. And kidneys. Please heal Melanie's eyes completely and bless the surgery. Please heal and comfort Dan and Evelyn after their mother's death and bless them with the money they need for support and Lord we pray for the people who have trusted you as Savior uh, and believed on you as Savior and received you as Savior we thank you for the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you and we pray for these few and them as well help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be we pray for Ayanda, Rajis, we pray for May, we pray for Mary, and we pray for Joseph. And we pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for the thousands who have done so. And Lord, this, this is of course all you because I don't give this invitation nor have we ever invited these people to send in their names to let us know that they have, uh, they wanted to um, uh, rededicate their lives to you. Uh, we pray for Bob, we pray for Rocio, we pray for Moxley, 
we pray for Annie and we pray for Jackson. Jackson, we commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in our lives as well. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you're with us tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in the free pardon of your sins, uh, then you need to come to know him as Savior before it is eternally too late. As you have seen from the news, you can leave this earth anywhere and at any time. Or Jesus Christ can come back in the rapture at any time. So you need to be ready. And if you're not ready, please understand with me. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. For the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done evil in God's sight. We have broken God's Ten Commandments. We have lied. We have stolen things throughout our lives, even as children. The Bible says some babies come out of the womb telling lies. Why? Because we have a sinful lying, stealing, lustful na uh, nature. We have lust after people and things. We have disobeyed our parents, dishonored our parents. We have disobeyed God by dishonoring Him and taking His name in vain. We have sinned against God. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There is uh, a punishment for sin. This is never going to go away. You can't wish it away. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die physically because of sin. This is a fact. This is for sure. You're going to pay taxes in this world and you're going to die. You can count on that. God says it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. I don't care how fast the world is moving. I don't care what's going on in the world and who's marching and uh, who's voting for this or who's running for that or what party you have to go to next. It means nothing. You need to understand, my friend, you're going to die. Then what? God says it's a point on the man who wants to die, but after this, the judgment. And God wants you to know, as you can go as fast as you want to in this world. You can party hard and jam, jam, boogie, boogie, and let the good times roll and have sex with who you want to have sex with and uh, commit homosexuality and fornication and adultery and get drunk and, and party the night away all you want. Divorce and remarry. Do whatever you want. King Solomon said, you can do whatever you want, 
just understand you're going to be brought into judgment before God Almighty about what you do. Okay, it's up to you. You're a free moral agent. God does not make you do anything, and I can't. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from the lights of the earth, the beautiful earth, this will be all the heaven you see. And it's a heavenly place itself. Not like heaven above, but it's, it's, it's compared to hell where you're going. It's a heavenly place. It's, it's, it's this bluish, whitish, uh, uh, greenish ball is something else. But if God will allow you to die because of your sins from this beautiful place... You need to understand, my dear friend, that God, I don't care what party you have to go to tonight, I'm telling you, uh, God will allow you to go to hell because of your sins. Why? Because sin, my friend, must be paid for. Either you're going to pay for it in hell, or you're going to receive the payment that Jesus Christ paid he paid your sin debt. He paid it all. All to him we owe, the songwriter said. And all you have to do is believe in him. If you choose not to believe in him or you neglect. Do you know there are many people who go to hell because they neglect to take care of their eternal life insurance policy that's already paid for in full, free? Huh? Just like there are people who know they should buy life insurance, but they neglect it. And then they die, and they don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have any more of it. Uh, they don't have the opportunity to sign the paperwork. They, they probably had the paperwork to sign the next day where they died. And guess what happened? There's no life insurance for you. You really don't have a problem getting saved. You just don't want to get saved right now. And then you die. And then you are in hell forever. Third. Except the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell right now as I speak. Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 9 verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. It is better for thee to enter into life, eternal life. Jesus says it is better for you to go to heaven and be with him and God than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Fire is not quenched. That means it's always heat. You think this is hot? This is air conditioned, man, through and through, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week compared to hell, Jack. If you can't stand this, don't go to hell. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life that is uh, with, with crutches 
I saw a man the other day limping like this. He was going into Walmart. That's how it'd be better for you to go to heaven like that than walking straight up into hell. Into the fire, into the fire, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, looking at pornography. <clears throat> Looking at what Natalie Stanford used to say, somebody's hind parts. That, that's from Bryce's Creek. You don't know where that is. It's down in the cut. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. Jesus said, It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. <clears throat> you can do what you want. Just understand. You're going to have the answer to God. It is appointed for you to die. You have an appointment with death. But after this, you have an appointment with judgment, with God, about what you did with the life he gave you. Understand, God gave it to you. Uh-huh. So hell is hot and hell is real. If you believe every word that Jesus Christ says is true, which most of you do, even some of you who are not even saved. Well, then hell is true. And that is the bad news. But here's the good news. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <clears throat> Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. He paid it all. He is... the eternal sacrificial Passover Lamb of God. He sacrificed his life voluntarily. He had to tell Pilate to his face, you can't take my life, man. I'm giving up my life for you and for others. This is what God, the Father, my Father, wants me to do. So get that out of your mind. Let me disabuse you of that thought. He voluntarily did it. He, he said, I could call uh, legions of angels to come and arrest you. Born of a virgin, no man touched Mary before Jesus was born lived a sinless and holy life, never cussed, never stole anything, never lied about anything, never committed a 
sin in word, thought, or deed, and yet he came and he suffered uh, like no man and bled and died on a cruel cross for you and me, for our sins. The story never gets old, and it is still the greatest story ever told. Don't you ever forget that. I've been preaching this story and this gospel for over 42 years, and I'm more excited about it now than I ever was. He was buried, went through hell, and went to hell for us. And rose on the third day by the power of God. My dear friend, believe in him right now tonight. Romans 10, 9, and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell, man. This is important to me because I never, nobody ever told me what, what being saved was. I heard the word being saved, but nobody told me I was getting saved from hell. Because if they had told me that, I would have heard up and got saved. For whosoever, that word whosoever is there, again, whosoever means anybody at any time. That's a biblical word. Whosoever. call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. That includes red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in God's sight. Believe in the God-man, Jesus Christ, 100% God, 100% man. Make no mistake about it. And he'll save your soul. And you need to do it now because tonight may be your last night. Repeat after me the sinner's prayer and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. I have broken your Ten Commandments many times. I've committed other sins against you as well. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I believe in your Holy Son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, and who paid my sin debt. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. As I believe in you, and I receive you, please fill me with your Holy Spirit, and help me to repent of all of my sins. And help me to change. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. And turn away from my evil life. Lord, change me from the inside out. 
In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and receiving him as your Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. <clears throat> Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and become the disciple that God wants you to be. And uh, if you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. And we mean that. Uh, we have people that we, we pray for and we have not stopped. We've been praying for them for years. And it's the greatest, one of the greatest joys in our lives. Until next time, my beloved. God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good is my prayer. Lord willing, we'll be here tomorrow night if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live. Pray for us as we will pray for you and uh, until we meet again. Let's pray. Everybody stand as we get ready to listen to I'll Fly Away. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I cannot thank you enough for this time together. I cannot thank you enough for allowing me to be a part of it. I cannot thank you enough for creating this uh, service that I would have never created uh, myself. And thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for the privilege to read your holy word. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us a mighty long way. And we give you all of the glory, praise, and honor for all of this. Do your name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Amen.